the hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station q95da.com right on q Good evening. This is the Prime Evening News for today, Tuesday, September 6, 2022. I am your presenter, Felice Envalman, in the headlines. Our news as it happens. Opposition leader Lennox Linton says it is time to stop the madness of supporting ungodly acts of leaders in society while those embracing the ways of the Creator being prosecuted and persecuted. The Inter-American Development Bank approved the consultation process to adopt a new access to information policy to improve transparency, corporate governance and accountability in the Caribbean. Top of the hour news. And Foreign Secretary Liz Truss has been sworn in as Britain's new Prime Minister after acceptance by Queen Elizabeth II as the country's new leader, the third woman to be elected as Prime Minister of the UK. The news is brought to you for the very kind compliments of Digicel and Discovered Dominic Authority. Details and more on these stories coming up next. October 20th to 30th, 2022, Dominica invites you to celebrate the World Creole Music Festival. Three nights of pulsating rhythms on one stage. For more information, visit www.dominicafestivals.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at Dominica Festivals or Instagram at Dominica.Festivals. Dominica's World Creole Music Festival, celebrating 22 years in 2022. October 20th to 30th. Want more value for money? We you Dominica for as low as five dollars you can now activate a one-day digital prime bundle and get unlimited digital digi calls 25 anywhere minutes 1.5 gigs data to use as you like endless social messaging on whatsapp twitter instagram and snapchat plus seven gigs data to use digital apps activate a digital prime bundle today in my digital app or dial star 140 and a punky digital better together and welcome back. First off in the news, it is time to stop this madness of supporting ungodly action of leaders of our society, while those embracing in the ways of the Creator are prosecuted. The Creator of life created us equal and has gifted us with His Spirit and grace. So naturally, it is our responsibility to embrace elements of life that preserve and perpetuate the Creator's attributes. However, we are living in a society that is governed and supported by persons whose actions seek to abuse and subdue the people of God to their will, something that is described as madness by leader of the opposition, Lennox Linton, who encourages Dominicans to stand against such persons. Let us all agree that we have a creator, whoever that creator is. And, and one of the blessings that we have from that creator is that our human spirit must be free to express, to associate, to stand, to just be in the spaces that the universe has blessed us to be in. Here we are in Dominica, with that freedom of the human spirit that our Creator blessed us with. And we have fellow human beings side by side with us in Dominica who want to deny us of that privilege, of that fundamental God-given right to freedom of the human spirit. We who are placed in that position have a responsibility and a duty to push back. We have to fight. We have to defeat it. 
because our God did not put us on this earth for us to be subjected to the fancies and whim of other people who want us subjected to the fancies and whim so that they could rape and plunder our resources as a people for their personal gain. That's not who we are. That's not who the Creator blessed us to be, and that is why we must stand. They have people out there indulging in idiocy, calling this program to talk about, to ask me what I want the rest of the people of Dominica to do. What I want the people of the rest of Dominica to do is to stop this madness. These leaders who've taken the position of dominance have done so with actions that can only be described as maleficent, hence why we need to fight, says Linton. One small group of people who have taken unto themselves the privilege of the power of the people that has been transferred to them to decide that they will oppress the people, they will stand in the way of the people's right to the human spirit that is free, the people's right to, to not just survive but to thrive, to make a living for themselves, the people's right to take care of their own families, to extend their spheres of influence, to grow, to enjoy life, where God blessed them to enjoy life. And they have decided that they will stand in the way of that happening or they will determine for people how that should happen and the pace at which it should happen because they were given the responsibility of government. And that means that they will rape and they will plunder and they will brutalize you and they will intimidate you and they will make it make you feel as though you they are in charge of you because that is what they're there to do. And that is the evil, that is the evil that confronts us in Dominica, which is why we have to fight. And that was leader of the opposition, Lennox Linton. The current reputation of the Dominica-China Friendship Hospital is allegedly breeding fear and hesitancy amongst the citizens, which is inadvertently leads to prolonging of health conditions that could be dealt with or prevented if treated early. ENT specialist Dr. I.P. Pascal shared his professional and personal opinions on what is currently trending among citizens and their reluctance to be admitted to the Dominica-China China Friendship Hospital due to its negative reputation on the services rendered at the institution. The institution really from a doctor's point of view is to relieve your pain and suffering. And what we have in Dominica now is that for the majority of Dominicans, the place where they have a legitimate expectation that if they go there, they will have the relief of pain and suffering. The reputation is getting so bad that people are making themselves worse by refusing to go there because they fear the outcome. Now, if you fear the outcome of going to the hospital and you have to go there and you end up going there three days late, that's when you, your morbidity is going to be worse. You mightn't die, but something you should have fully recovered from, you might partially recover from it. because. The longer you stay to go there to seek medical attention that you need that won't get better on its own, the habit of you not returning to your normal state of health. And that is the problem I am more and more experiencing with patients because patients are refusing to go to the hospital because they are afraid to go there. How can that be when you, that's where within the our normal living, you're supposed to go to relieve your pain and suffering. 
He encouraged persons to be proactive in the health management as prolonging the inevitable may only make it worse, and he is therefore calling for a better relationship between the hospital and the citizens. So I think that is just as important as the deaths and, and all those other things that we hear people complain about, but people might not realize the extent to which you have a broken leg um, you stay too long to go because you're afraid to go. By the time you go, the surgeon cannot fix the leg for you as well as he could because by then it, it got so worse and then you may not have the equipment, you may not have the expertise to treat the worsened condition. So for me, that's a worse scenario than we understand. I, and I don't think people understand that and I think the the public needs to be aware of that because this fear they have of going to the hospital is also undermining their 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 health and their well-being so i think something needs to be done both at the hospital level and for patients to realize that even if you're afraid it makes no sense not going um because if you don't go you will still end up there three days later and by that time you will be worse and i'm talking from personal experience ENT specialist Dr. I.P. Pascal. Regarding Dominica's gas prices in comparison to those of the surrounding islands and indirectly the United States, there has been much concern. For seven straight weeks, patch petrol prices in the U.S. have decreased, and as of August 2022, the national average per gallon is $3.9.18. Although, particularly, all this energy employed in the Caribbean is imported, which leaves the region's economy economy subsequently to changes in the global energy market. Regional governments have heard the cries of the people of the various islands and have offered a degree of support. To explain while costs are going up, host of the Kingdom Connection program on Q95, Pastor Randy Rodney, questions whether the DLP government is buying from a supplier of more expensive goods. Pastor Rodney acknowledges the seriousness of this situation and wonders whether there is anything or anyone who might explain to Dominicans how is it this predicament unfolded. I do not understand that we just had an increase in gas prices and we had that increase while in quite a few of the territories around us the price of gas is going down and it's going down rapidly in the U.S. I listened to some authoritative person recently talking about the mechanics on the issue of the gas prices and how it's done. When it's going up, when it's supposed to go down, it looks like all you're taking all your time. And I'm wondering why that is so. We have a little challenge that while the price is dropping elsewhere, we're increasing it here. We want to know if we're buying our, our fuel from a source where they, they're selling it to us at a higher price. Is that the case? Is there any price set on it? And I know that it's not the retailers that has nothing to do with price. It's the government. So somebody needs to tell us something about that because it is not making sense to us. So help us understand what's happening. 
and that was Pastor Randy Rodney. Dominica is vulnerable to natural hazards which could force anyone to seek refuge in an emergency. The Office of Disaster Management Dominica encourages everyone to be prepared and knowledgeable about the policies that govern emergency shelters. The following categories of rules and regulations have been put in place to make everyone's experience in emergency shelters safer and more respectable. Law and order. The managers of the shelters are permitted to enforce rules at all time. Any potential disputes may be settled internally as promptly as possible. The country's laws are strictly upheld though and the authorities will step in for significant transgressions. Loud noises or other disruptions will not be tolerated. Health and sanitation. Pets are not permitted in the main shelter area. People must practice good personal hygiene. In terms of maintaining the area, trash should not be kept within the shelter, sleeping area, and the yard space must be maintained clean. All sheltered persons displaying contagious symptoms shall be immediately isolated. Safety and fire. Do not tamper with fire extinguishers or any safety equipment, and occupants in shelters shouldn't keep any dangerous weapons, liquids, or other safety risk. Any potential fire hazard, such as an improper handling of a combustible goods should be noted and reported. Alcohol drinking and smoking are not permitted inside the shelter. And according to Trade Minister Ian Douglas, the reefer container will well worth over EC $80,000 will not only improve white potato storage capacity but will also aid in the achievement of the vision of ensuring national food security and lowering the import bill. He was speaking at the ceremony held at the Dominica Export Import Agency earlier this week. Intervention therefore will not only enhance our storage capacity of white potatoes but also help in the achievement of our vision at ensuring national food security and a reduced food import bill. I was just um, in Guyana and then in Trinidad and the food import bill for the entire region is in the region of five billion US dollars, people. Five billion US dollars is what we import into the Caribbean. If we were only to take five percent of that away from the food import bill, that would generate wealth within our, our nations, our islands, and even our rural folk. Five billion dollars we imported. We can do better than that as a region, absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, this donation, it, it is in that context that I want to look at this donation of this 20-foot refrigerated container. Well worth over 80,000 EC. Douglas added that this further supports and aligns with governments and Dexia's vision to purchase all available white potatoes harvested in Dominica, allowing the government to implement its loss policy. This further supports and this further supports and is aligned to our vision and to Dexia's vision to purchase all available white potatoes harvested in Dominica. You have all, all available white potatoes must be purchased from us since it provides since we have the storage capacity now to do just that so today we can begin implementing our loss prevention policies now that we have a first class climate control storage unit available and in use so farmers and i see my good farmers here i want to applaud you all for the work that you continue to do because you are the soldiers on the front line of the fight to ensure 
food security, and I'm very happy that you all are here with us this morning. Let's salute them. And that was Trade Minister Ian Douglas. And still in the local news, the Caribbean Examination Council CXC, based in Barbados, expressed concerns on Monday about the large number of students leaving the education system without certification and announced plans to develop a program to address the issue. Dr. Wayne Wesley, CXC Registrar, stated at the ceremony marking the official release of the May-June 2022 CXC Regional Examinations that the Caribbean Examinations Council will continue to work to ensure that a nation that should be developed is fostered through education and training and that they are currently working to ensure that they continue to provide opportunities for students to self-actualize and become their best selves. He went on to say that they are concerned that a large number of students live in the education system without certification, so they created the Citizenship and Technical Education Certificate, a CTEC, which is currently being piloted in Monstrat and other countries such as Jamaica and Guyana. He stated that CTEC is designed to instill strong moral character and life technical skills in graduates, providing them with the skills needed to function in society. He went on to say that they are preparing students for the 21st century so that they can take the advantage of the economic opportunities that will rise and as a result have a better quality of life. What they are facilitating are their dreams and aspirations. Wesley stated that CXC is committed to shaping the region's future and that despite the challenges faced this year including the ongoing coronavirus pandemic CXC has delivered its commitment to the people of the region to present results today the works for peace and justice will not be deterred because fearlessly walking fearlessly within God's laws far surpasses the laws of man social activist and peace worker Afton Marte speaking on this morning's hot seat program ahead of Wednesday's work for peace, justice, and democracy. The workers have been amassing a large social influence with their presence and fearless voices calling to light the issue of society, such as child abuse, corruption, lack of spiritual and moral influence in youths and others. The peace workers have now allegedly been threatened to be arrested by the National Security Minister Rayburn Bachmer if these works for peace and better society continues. And we continue to walk. We shall walk. We will walk. We won't walk in defiance of any person's wish or order. We, we walk in compliance with the wishes of the Almighty, who speaks to us daily, who speaks to us every moment, if only we choose to listen. Persons who wish to stop the walk are not listening because they stopped listening to God a long time ago i have one more message there are lots of people who are standing on the sidelines watching these people dismantle god from dominica they too are going to pay a very severe and painful price at the hands of the almighty those people some of them are pastors some of them are priests some of them are professionals, doctors, lawyers, magistrates, judges. They all know that what this gentleman and others like him is attempting to do is ungodly, is contrary to the fundamental principles of democracy, and in violation of the same Ten Commandments that they all profess to believe in. So let him continue, because he 
and others like him, his boss, and all around him, they have crafted a journey for themselves. And that was social activist and peace worker Afton Martin. The National Youth Awards will be hosted on September 26, 2022 at Emerald Movies. Nominations have been received across all the 14 categories and the National Youth Council of Dominica will identify and reward six special awards to individuals and groups. It has also invited two extraordinary awards at the national level to be awarded to deserving youth. President of the National Youth Council of Dominica Ashma McDougall gives more information. The National Youth Council of Dominica is elated to announce its 13th annual National Youth Awards. The Youth Awards is a significant initiative that provides a distinct opportunity to advance youth empowerment on a national scale. And the intention of the NYCD when we considered revitalizing the awards was to do so in order to identify and promote and reward young people for pursuing excellence and contributing to national development. We are so excited for the upcoming awards, which will be live streamed on September 26 from 6 p.m. at the Emerald Movies. Meantime, MacDougall says the Georgian panel mirrors the categories across the National Youth Council of Dominica will be awarding the young individuals nominated. And these judges are currently reviewing all nominations and will be announcing the winners within each category. We also wish to extend our gratitude to the private and public sector for its contributions to our National Youth Awards. We definitely recognize the COVID climate in which we are currently operating and the restrictions that many companies um, and as well um, public institutions may be faced with. However, they have still been very supportive of this initiative because they recognize the importance of celebrating and rewarding youth for their outstanding performances and outstanding contributions to national development. But we still invite the support from other entities who have not yet made pledges but wish to do so to reach out to us at the National Youth Council and contribute to promoting youth development and encouraging civic-minded citizens that can continue contributing to national service across Dominica. President of the National Youth Council of Dominica, Ashma McDougall. In other news, the directors of Inter-American Development Bank, IDB, approved the launch of a public consultation process to begin robust feedback from all interested parties about its proposal to adopt a new access to information policy, which aims to increase transparency, enhance corporate governance, and improve accountability. The public consultation comes as the IDB, whose transparency standards already ranked among the highest in any international financial institution, aims to increase transparency and trust not just at the bank but also across the whole of Latin America and the Caribbean. IDB research shows trust and transparency are vital to economic development and the IDB aims to lead the region by example, showing that the bank itself is committed to adhering to the highest standards of transparency and accountability. The public consultation comes after the IDB in 2019 launched 
a review of its access to information policy and approved a policy profile which was submitted for the public consultation. Based on the outcome of this consultation and after recommendation from the IDB's Policy Evaluation Committee, the bank presented a new policy proposal to the Board of Executive Directors in April of 2022. The new policy proposal aims to maximize access to information by adopting clearer language, reducing exceptions to disclosure policies, facilitating procedures, and making it easier and more efficient for people to ask questions and get answers. The consultation consists of three phases, details of which will be shared through the public consultation process. Portal, IDB inviting all interested participants in the process and offer feedback without how the bank can improve its access to information policy. To engage with a wide audience, the IDB will carry out a virtual consultation session open to receive inputs from a wide range of organizations, as well as multiple real-time meetings with civil society organizations working on transparency, open government, and access to information and related issues to receive technical comments. And the foreign leaves trust has been sworn in as Britain's new Prime Minister, following Queen Elizabeth II having accepted her as the country's new leader. Trust, age 47, has been a member of the British Parliament for 12 years and was held cabinet positions in various conservation governments, most recently as Foreign Secretary. She intends to address all issues affecting Britain, including the consequences of the Russia-Ukraine war, during her remarks earlier today outside 10 Dongden Street in London. Now is the time to tackle the issues that are holding Britain back. We need to build roads, homes and broadband faster. We need more investment and great jobs in every town and city across our country. We need to reduce the burden on families and help people get on in life. I know that we have what it takes to tackle those challenges. Of course, it won't be easy, but we can do it. We will transform Britain into an aspiration nation with high-paying jobs, safe streets, and where everyone everywhere has the opportunities they deserve. I will take action this day and action every day to make it happen. United with our allies, we will stand up for freedom and democracy around the world, recognising that we can't have security at home without having security abroad. As Prime Minister, I will pursue three early priorities. Firstly, I will get Britain working again. I have a bold plan to grow the economy through tax cuts and reform. I will cut taxes to reward hard work and boost business-led growth and investment. I will drive reform in my mission to get the United Kingdom working, building and growing. We'll get spades in the ground to make sure people are not facing unaffordable energy bills and we will also make sure that we are building hospitals, schools, roads and broadband. Secondly, I will deal hands-on with the energy crisis caused by Putin's war. And that was the prime of the news, but first a recap of the headlines. Our news, as it happens. Opposition leader Lennox Linton says it is time to stop the madness of supporting ungodly acts of leaders in society whilst those embracing the ways of the creator being persecuted and prosecuted. 
The Inter-American Development Bank, IDB, approved a consultation process to adopt a new access to information policy to improve transparency, corporate governance and accountability in the Caribbean. As it happens. And Foreign Secretary Lee's trust have been sworn in as Britain's new Prime Minister after her acceptance by Queen Elizabeth II as the country's new leader, the third woman to be elected as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. The news was brought to you for the very kind compliments of Digital and Discover Dominic Authority. I've been your presenter, Ferdinand Valmont. The Hour News. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95D.